Before we begin, please refer to the disclaimer and link in the podcast notes, and note that all opinions expressed in this podcast are intended for informational purposes only and should not be treated as investment or financial advice. Hello, everyone. This is Leon from the Collective Shift platform here again. This time we have an exclusive interview with a prominent member of the Australian DeFi Association. I have Leah Dashkina. Now, Leah, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Very well. Thank you. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. Thank you. So Leah is actually a very experienced financial professional, decades of experience in the industry. She works in venture capital. She's a New South Wales chapter lead at the Australian DeFi Association. She's a writer, Web3 content contributor, a member of the Blockchain Australia. And to top it all off, she is very passionate in Women in Web3. Now, Leah, I want to dive right in here. Can you tell us about all of your different roles and how they kind of intersect? What does your day look like? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Oh, good. Um, so I, in my day job, I work in a venture capital fund uh, called Reinventure, and that's sort of how my journey into Web3, I guess, started. Um, the fund is a fintech fund and predominantly invests in fintech, but amongst that there were some investments in the Web3 space and crypto space. Mm. Um, and that's where my journey started. And from there, I sort of got deeper into the ecosystem in Australia and started getting involved in various projects. Um, as you mentioned, Oz DeFi Association is one of them that I'm very actively involved in. Um, that is sort of a community building um, organization. It's a yep. not-for-profit. It's, you know, aiming to bring the Web3 community um, around Australia. And it's a national initiative um, together through events, through educational events, um, through meetups, Um and yeah, so that that's one of the things that I that's, do outside yeah, one, of my day one job. One cookie jar that you have there. Yeah. <laughs> one cookie jar. Um, and then I'm also involved with an organization called Upside Dow, which mm. is um, sort of an innovative take on VC, I guess. So it's an investment Dow. Um, it's based out of Melbourne, and it is essentially um, a collective of ex-founders, um, uh, you know, professionals in Web3, everyone who's very passionate in Web3, who are trying to propel the ecosystem forward through um, investments. Yep. So investing in very, very early stage sort of ecosystem projects are predominantly in Australia. Um, there is a co-working space in Cremorne in Melbourne that gets startups together and organizes events, et cetera. Mm. Um, and yeah, so that's very early days, starting to grow the community. I'm contributor there and I'm really enjoying it, sort of really seeing um, what is happening in the ecosystem, who's building what, et cetera. So that's the second cookie jar. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, there's lots of them out there. There's lots of heaps. Them. I don't know how you uh, maintain your day. So busy. Um, yeah. And then, as you mentioned, um, I've got the writing. Um, in terms of writing, I write for my BFF, which is a prominent NFT project. It's a global yep. project out of the US. Um, and it's really focused on increasing diversity and inclusion um, in the Web3 space. So it started off as an NFT project. Um, and really has been sort of focusing on onboarding and education. Um, and then I have another writing gig, which is Albright, which is, again, uh, all about women and upskilling women and career networking for women. Awesome. So that's sort of um, everything that I do. And it, I guess that the overarching umbrella really is the Web3 crypto and the th enthusiasm that I have for the space. Um, I haven't been in it for very long, um, probably about 
just over two years now. Um, but yeah, the space that it's moving, um, the speed that it's moving at. Yeah, is it feels crazy. like it's much longer than two years, doesn't it? Especially in exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now I wanted to touch on a little bit more about upside down because I know that is, uh, uh up and coming at the moment. So I've got the website up here. Um, and, uh, it's a pretty funky website here. So it says you guys do offer capital coaching and connections for, you know, people who are in the space who want to get, um, their, their product out there. Can you tell us more about the process itself? You have some really incredible founders. Uh, you have some founding members here for, uh, Caleb and Brown. And you also have some really good prominent, uh, DAO members here. So what's the whole process looks like at Upside Down? What is it like? Yeah, so Upside Down started as an idea of sort of redefining um, an investment vehicle, I guess, that yeah. would be more relevant to the Web3 um, ecosystem and the way things are done in Web3. Um, and the idea is to get uh, sort of a collective of people together yeah. with varying skills, varying expertise, capital, to come together and really sort of um, – support the growth of the ecosystem. Yeah. And so you don't just focus in Australia, sorry, it's um, worldwide. We are focused on Australia predominantly because it's really aimed at growing the Australian ecosystem sure. and investing in Australian projects. But having said that, we will look at overseas projects as well if they're of particular interest. But it's very, very early stage and it really is um, about sort of bringing the startups or projects together uh, into a space where, A, they can work together if they choose to. So there is a physical space, as I mentioned before. Yep. There's also a pool of capital, which we're deploying um, into very, very early stage projects. Um, and again, you know, for the ecosystem to grow, for um, the space to grow, you really need capital. Yeah. You need that support. Um, and then over time, it will become sort of more of an incubator where, um, you know, uh, Projects and founders can come and get support um, in terms of growing, ideating, collaborating on their ideas and really making that happen. Yeah, well, I, I want to say thank you very much for like helping the Australian uh, startup, especially in crypto, trying to grow. It's a very difficult time at the moment. So uh, when we have uh, people like you in the ecosystem trying to help support it. I just feel feel reassured that we'll we'll get out of the bear market in due time. Um, I want to thank you very much for um, kind of information on the um, upside down. I wanted to focus a bit more because you did say you know helping ecosystems grow. Um, I wanted to push towards the Australian DeFi Association. Can you tell me uh, what you specifically do at the Australian DeFi Association, and what does the DeFi Association do for Australians, like the ordinary citizen out there? Absolutely. So um, Australian DeFi Association started, I want to say maybe 18 months ago, um, sort of around mid-2021, and it's grown so much since then. It's become very big, yeah. It's become very big, and that has been predominantly through the efforts of community and volunteers and people who want to get involved. So it's actually been quite incredible to watch. Mm. Um, there are sort of founding members, but as I mentioned before, it's a not-for-profit. And the idea is to create a very inclusive space where people can come together and can learn about Web3 crypto. I know it's called DeFi Association, but we, we span way <laughs> it's bigger, bigger than and just broader DeFi. Yeah, than right. DeFi. Yeah, so, um, and we do have a real sort of mix of people who come to our events. And even in this bear market, the events have been pumping and we've had yeah. such great turnouts. Um, yeah, so you have everyone from, you know, your regular degen um, all the way through people who are lawyers, who are working on the regulation, on, you know, pro propelling that space forward and mm. working with the government. 
So it doesn't um, just cater to like the retail consumer, it caters to like the industry professional as well, someone who's actually absolutely. helping to spur regulation. Absolutely. Um, and a, a retail consumer as well. So for it's literally for anyone to come in and be welcomed into the fold and come and learn. So the idea is learn through community, learn through events, get to know who's building what. Um, we meet uh, every month. So in Sydney, the meetings, um, the meetups happen on the last Wednesday of every month um, at Stone and Chalk. Mm. And uh, with Stone and Chalk, we actually started a partnership this year, which um, I'm very excited about. And it's uh, the first Web3 innovation hub um, in Australia. Again, it's all about wow, propelling yeah. the ecosystem forward and growing it and um, working on various projects. And oh, that's it awesome. That's awesome. I feel like I sh- I'm missing out. I should. I feel like I should be at Stone and Chalk. Now, uh, uh, that, that brings me back, though. What do you specifically do at the Australian yep. DeFi Association? What's your interactions? So I am the New South Wales chapter lead, which means um, I... I'm involved in organizing and running the events here in New South Wales. Um, in New South Wales, we have two locations, uh, Sydney and Newcastle. So Newcastle has their own leads who organize the events there. Yep. But we sort of um, cover a whole gambit um, of, of staff and um get involved in uh, organization of those events. I specifically also look at diversity and inclusion element. So um, my focus is on running events specifically for um women and diverse uh, people in the community. They are inclusive events for everyone. So if you're a man, you're very welcome to come. Um, But, yeah, it's sort of making sure that we do um, shine a spotlight on uh, women founders in the space, on um, women and non-binary folk who are involved and who are building and creating things because it can be – I think we, we're starting to do better, but the industry overall has this stigma of being yeah. male-dominated. Yeah, so. and I, I very much agree with that. Unfortunately, it is male-dominated. Um, I would I love to see when uh, uh, we get uh, women in power into positions uh, to help <laughs> with the crypto uh, ecosystem because it's not crypto isn't just for males out there. It's for everyone. It's for the entire society. Um, Absolutely. So, so that brings me back to my, my next question then, uh, women in Web3. Now, you are a very passionate uh, uh, um, like, uh, a proponent for women in Web3. What's the landscape looking like now? We've discussed it a little bit, uh, uh, males predominantly, but uh, females are up and coming. Any recent events you've been to? What, what do you think of the landscape and how can we possibly improve the landscape to be more inclusive for females? Look, I think it's a, it's a slow, um, long-term play. Um, it's not going to happen overnight, mm. but um, I think it's incredibly important to keep at it and keep sort of um, talking about it, keep hosting events. And the idea is for women to get together and to realize that there are women in the space, there are women doing amazing things in the space. So um, Australian DeFi Association for International Women's Day, for example, partnered up with Women in Blockchain, which is, again, a national um, sort of initiative. And we hosted uh, an event here in Sydney and at Stone and Chalk. But that event for Women in Blockchain was actually national. So it happened in Melbourne, in Sydney, on the Gold Coast, in Adelaide and Perth. And that was, again, to bring and... Um, sort of elevate the voices of women around Australia who are involved in blockchain and Web3. So that was an amazing event. And we actually had um, uh, an amazing panel of speakers, so in Sydney specifically, but we also had a virtual speaker from uh, Coindesk dive Ooh. in. So um, Kamala Alcantara Cams, as she goes by on Twitter, she has a podcast um, with Coindesk. 
called Women Who Web3, and she dialed in to show her support and to really sort of, um, you know, show that it's outside outside of the US, there is an ecosystem. Outside of the US, there is an ecosystem for women to get involved in. Um, So that was very exciting. And there are, you know, now a gambit of events happening. Obviously, internationally, there's NFT NYC um, consensus, and there Mm. will be sort of activation events for um, women and non-binary people as well. I'd love um, to see yeah. that. So uh, let me know if you want me to expand on any of that. Yeah, yeah. If you can uh, for me, please. So I'm really interested. Have you been going to any of the uh, uh, NFT NYC events or any of the international events? And w- what, have, w- would you say that in America or in the US, they have a different approach to uh, women in Web3 compared to Australia? Well, it's pretty much think- the same. It's like a slow burn getting there, just getting everyone involved. Yeah, I think there's um, generally, I think Web3 is a global movement, right? So um, everyone is in it at the same time. So I think it's very similar in terms of the efforts. And there same are approach. the same approach, but also in Australia, there are amazing projects that are supporting um, women empowerment. So um not your bro is an incredible project out of Australia. Sisterhood Club is an incredible NFT project mm. that is aimed at that. And they also run events. They also kind of have massive communities. Um, obviously, Dead Fellas is a huge one. That's an NFT project that is also aimed at diversity and inclusion. And not many people might realize that it is actually started. Uh, it was started in Australia. Um, oh, wow. So yeah, yeah, sometimes I get lost with all the NFT projects. I'm not sure like uh, who founded what. You know, the trading on OpenSea. I'm like, uh, there's so many, right? Uh, so I, I, I'm actually interested. Are you involved in any specific NFT projects? I know Upside Down is like uh, like um, the startup kind of venture capital mm-hmm. side. But do you? I know you're not a degen, but do you dabble in any NFTs yourself? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think. Um, with NFT projects, the the way that they're structured with the community focus, I think they are the ideal structure for yeah. these communities to come and rally and yeah. rally around the cause, right? So um, I am not a DJ, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you I, don't have 100 coins in your wallet somewhere? No. Uh, I do have some. I'm a hodler, so I do hey. hodl, uh, you know, Bitcoin Bitcoin. and Ethereum. Very nice. Um, and I've got a bunch of um, mostly female-led mostly female focused NFT projects. I mean, everything is underwater at the moment, but I think it's important for me personally, it was important to just support that course and support those um, founding teams that are working on. It's a hard slog. It's a hard slog to onboard non-Web3 people into the space. It's a hard slog to then educate them and keep them on that journey. But I think it's incredibly important, not just for women, but any type of minority or non, non-binary. Um, if, and the reason it's important is because there is a, a knowledge gap that will turn into a wealth gap if we don't do something about yes. it. Yes, right? well said so there. At the moment, the, we are all at the bottom floor. Ground floor, you know, it hasn't been around for very long. It's very easy to get on board and learn. And I think it's not important that people open wallets or buy NFTs. You don't have to do that. You just have to read. You have to follow. You have to listen. But getting on that knowledge journey is important because eventually, if you don't, that will become a wealth gap. And again, yeah, all the efforts will be for nothing. So that's yeah. why I'm so passionate about it. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally follow that trail of thought. That um, I generally think like the onboarding process itself isn't quite there. You know, having to download MetaMask, well, let's set up your seed phrases. It's we're not there yet and um 
And yeah, as you say, you know, the, the longer it takes to, for you to gain that knowledge, the, the gap just widens. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, that was profound. I'm very like <laughs> thinking about that deep inside now. Um, thank you very much. I, I wanted to pivot a bit towards your, your writing pieces. Now, um, we've talked about Australian DeFi Association. We've talked about upside down, the venture capital side. Uh, you do some writing on the side as well. Can yes. you uh, elaborate a little bit more on this? Um, and uh, any of your written pieces, anything you're particularly proud of that we can uh, kind of, I can go away and what I can read. Sure. Um, yeah, so I started writing for Albright, I think, beginning of last year. Again, it was about upskilling women and um, trying to explain Web3 concepts and crypto language in very simple terms. That's how I started. Then I added to that my BFF, which kind of goes a little bit deeper and is a little bit um for the not for crypto natives but it is for people who want to learn um, who want to go the extra step yeah exactly yes um and yeah so i think one of the articles that i'm very proud of is i've recently done an interview with carly riley who's Mm. the host of oak price jpegs and she is someone that i really look look up to in the space. I very much started listening to her podcast and that was an entry point for me into the space on NFT specifically. I think she's a brilliant interviewer. She's very, very good at kind of getting the story out there. Mm. So yeah, I've really looked up to her for a while. I met her in person in New York when I was at NFT NYC last year. And so she's, you know, a little bit of a role model for me. So to interview her about the project that she launched, which is Oak Prize Gin, where it's a uh, intersection between NFTs and hard liquor. I Gin. did see this. Yeah, I that was that. yeah, very very interesting. And she's yeah. an incredibly interesting person and a creator. So yeah, that was definitely a career highlight for me in terms of writing. Awesome, isn't it amazing when you get to like meet people that you're really uh, um, passionate about and like they do their work and then you're like, oh hey hey hello, and then you get starstruck a little bit. That has happened to me a few times myself. Um, that's awesome. Um, so. Um, Thanks for sharing a bit about your written pieces. Where can someone actually go and find out uh, any of your work for these written pieces? So uh, Albright, is that right? Yeah, Albright. So all my written pieces are actually saved. I've got a Substack, um, so it's I'm, I'm the same everywhere. So on all the socials, <laughs> it's uh, Leah Dushkina. So um, uh, Leah Dushkina Substack. Um, I'm the same at Twitter, um, on Instagram, and on LinkedIn. That's where I share a lot of my written work. But yeah, everything that I write is on my Substack, and then I share a little bit about all the events that I attend and um, in the space. They're mostly women in Web three events, but yeah, it's all on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. Awesome. And for anyone that's interested or listening, I'm going to put all of those details, all of those each links in the description so you can go and find out about Leah. Now, uh, Leah, I wanted to uh, spend a little bit of time, just some free time talking about what the recent crypto landscape is. Uh, what do you, what are you thinking is happening in crypto right now? I think, I don't know what the price is this morning. I haven't checked it. We're about 30K, maybe below 30K, give or take. For me, it doesn't quite matter because I'm here for the next 10 years because I can see the way the Australian dollar and the US dollar is going. What's happening in crypto for you right now? What's what's on the top of your mind? Uh, wow, it's been really interesting to observe what's been happening. Obviously, um, it now feels like ages ago, but you know the whole SVB um, yeah. collapse and um, the banking system crisis. Or it's not looking the- good. It's not looking good. I mean. Exactly. And that was very interesting in a number of ways, obviously, in the way that, um, you know, how people think about the traditional uh, banking system and the confidence that they have 
or are losing in it. Um, And we saw that with, you know, Bitcoin prices surging um, because I think people were losing confidence and sort of all of a sudden, you know, realizing, yeah, yeah, the banks that you could trust is, is, is not so um, black and white anymore. That's right. So that was very interesting, but also I think what is going on in the U S has been very interesting to observe with um, a real crackdown um, that it appears to be a real crackdown on crypto and the crypto industry. And I think America is generally the space where a lot of innovation happens. It's a space where a lot of capital exists um, for new innovative ideas. So everything that went down with SVB um, and, you know, the closure of Signature Bank as well, um, I think that, um, yeah, it will be very interesting to observe going forward how it will impact, um, well, (sighs) Not How just it'll like impact like the, the money flow, ecosystem, yeah. Money, money flow on ramp, off ramp, um, and also just how the crypto um, space will evolve in the US and whether there will be outflow of that yes. innovation and companies that are building into maybe other geographies. Yeah. Because if you do not create a favorable environment from a regulatory perspective, if they're constantly suffocating you, um, then perhaps projects will choose to projects and you know companies will choose to move elsewhere. But it's very interesting to see because they are the dominant space, right? The, the dominant geography. I totally agree with this. I call the I call the phenomenon like uh, uh, geographical arbitrage. So uh, if in the US, yes, they have been typically known to provide the best startup capital, the best you know connections, all of that, but. If you're going to end up getting sued uh, by Coinbase for uh, by um, the SEC, for example, issuing a Wells notice to you, um, and you've been operating for ten years, similar to like Kraken, why would anyone just try and continue wasting money to try and get into a regulated space in America when they're not giving you the advice that you need or even allowing you to 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 work your company in the correct way? For me, if and I'm not a founder, but I would definitely be moved thinking to move outside of the U.S. either to the European markets or even to the uh, Southeast Asian markets. Um, I, I just think uh, America. I don't know. I have this whole theory in my head that like it's a it's an industrialized power that's starting to lose grip on things and they start uh, squeezing too tight. And then once they start squeezing too tight, people want to get out. Um, but yeah, I, I will just say one thing: regulation is a good thing, and I think yeah. regulation is what will propel this um, industry and this space forward. But regulatory clarity is. Um, is something that everyone wants. And once you have clarity, you know what boundaries you can operate within. It's the clarity that we don't have. Like it's moving constantly. It's evolving. Uh, knee-jerk reactions, that's kind of what's what's happening, what's, what's not ideal optimal. about yeah. it. Yeah. If you have clarity, that's a good thing. And it needs to be regulated. But, um, yeah, perhaps in a different manner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it just depends on, like, how they approach it. And I, and I do agree with you. I might have misspoke when I said regulation. I do think regulatory clarity is better than just, uh, you know, regulation by enforce- enforcement, which is what they're kind of currently doing at the moment. Um, and bringing it back to our first topic of, like, the psychology with the banks and everything, people are kind of getting scared nowadays. You know, the money in your bank account, people are starting to realize, isn't actually yours, and it can actually be taken away from you. Um, and sometimes you can't withdraw it. So what do you do with your money? You have to take it out or go and buy an asset, an asset like a house, and all of a sudden house prices go up, or you go and buy something outside of the system like Bitcoin or Ethereum. And as you said, the price did dramatically increase after this whole banking fiasco. Do you think 
the whole banking system, the whole banking kind of um, um, troubles or turmoil they have now, is it going to continue? Or do you think it's uh, kind of slowly dying down because the, uh, the government's going to step in and say, no problem, we got you? It's hard to say. I think uh, it's a million dollar question. So I think we need to um, keep an eye out on how it um, develops. I think generally, everyone's hoping that it is behind us now. But if history is anything to go by, you know, even if we go back to the GFC and sort of the 2007-2008 crash, there was a little bit of time between, um, you know, their stands going down and then Lehman. So uh, yeah, the cascading. Is, yes, it's cascading and it takes a little while. So yeah. there is a lag. Hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully it's all behind us, but you never know. So I think it's definitely something that I'm definitely watching very closely. Yeah, especially if the interest rates continue to increase to try and fight inflation. Um, and, you know, when interest rates increase, banks struggle all the time because they have uh, they, they don't have enough cash on hand for people. Um, but anyway, um, I'm going to leave it there. Um, Leah, uh, I'm going to say thank you very much for your time uh, this morning and talking about Women in Web3, talking about the Australian DeFi Association, all bright and, and just talking about talking to us about your roles and what you do for the Australian uh, people out there. So I just want to say thank you very much for your time, Leah. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. Now, if you are interested, I'm going to leave all the links in the description for you below. Um, yeah, I'm going to find. I'm going to let you go and find Leah yourself, communicate with her, chat to her on Twitter, and go to the events in Australia so you can be part of the Web3 educational uh, initiative uh, for crypto. So, Leah, um, yeah, I'm going to say thank you again, and we will see you later. Bye for awesome. now. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye, guys. 